Well, praise the Lord for gathering us together to glorify His name. It's kind of an unofficial missions month, and in keeping with that theme, um, well, let's get a report from Evan, fresh back from Ethiopia, our missionary over there, Mercy, and what's going on. So, yeah, let's uh, see what the Lord is doing overseas. Hey guys, well it's a privilege to be able to share about our trip to Ethiopia. As you guys know, we got back about a week ago, we were in uh, Ethiopia for about a week, and we kind of had two purposes for our trip. Um, the first was to see um, Sun Knight's brothers and check in with them, and then uh, secondly was to uh, see Ver- Mercy and visit I Care Ethiopia which is a ministry that he started in, in Addis. So we'll kind of start out with Sunnite's brothers. Um, yeah, and first of all, I just want to say how much we appreciate all the prayers. I know you guys have been, a lot of prayer went into this trip, and uh, we really appreciate it. Honestly, it was a little chaotic getting there at first. We were <laughs> starting to question what the Lord was doing, but um, we had some challenges, but we, we made it through had some visa issues and missed our first flight and luggage issues and some COVID test issues. But as soon as we made it to Ethiopia, it was, it was very evident that we were supposed to be there and why we were supposed to be there. So, um, but yeah, we were able to see Sun Knight's two brothers, um, Dawit and Dagam. And um, so we've had them in school for the past few years and the agreement we had was if they graduated high school that we would um, purchase a little taxi, a bajaj is what they're called, um, so that, right there, that's how everybody gets around in Adama. Um, so yeah, it'd be a good way for them to make a living and support themselves, so yeah, her oldest brother, Dawit, um, took it really serious, and he's been working really hard the past few years and was able to graduate high school, and, uh, and then he's been, he was able to go through classes and get his license, and uh, yeah, so he's been waiting for us. So that was one of the first things we did is we went and looked at a few different places um, that had new, new taxis there. It ended up being quite the process, a little bit more in-depth than we thought. Um, but yeah, God helped us all the way through we were able to purchase, that's the one right there, purchase the new Bajaj, and we had to get insurance lined up on it, for it, and a title, and um, found out he had to get a commercial license plate, because it was a taxi, which he needed a government ID to get, which they didn't have, so we were able to get both of her brothers, um, through help from her uncle, resident IDs, which is a big deal, so now they can you know, have bank accounts, and, and then we were able to get the commercial license plate for the Bajaj, and uh, had to join a little taxis union, so we got them all signed up for that. So we were able to get it all in. By the time we left, everything was in order, so um, he'll be able to start working, working soon, you know. So I'll be praying for them. It'll be uh, obviously a challenge for them and a learning curve running their own business, but... Um, yeah, they should be able to provide for themselves. So, 
Yes, and then so Sunite has two two uncles that live next to the next to her brothers there. Um, her one uncle Hanuk. We found out once we got there was in a pretty pretty bad situation. Hanuk was uh, her uncle with the cross leg sweatshirt on there. He was living in that house there, which used to be Sunite's grandma's house. That's where Sunite lived for a time. Um, the back half of the house had collapsed due to a storm, I guess. Here's a little video of the inside of the house. So this is how her uncle was living when we got there. We didn't realize it. So by the grace of God, we were able to line up um, people to come fix it for a real minimal cost. I think it was like $80 U.S. to come and totally rebuild the back half of that house and get it all squared away for him. So so that was a huge blessing to him, and we were able to bless him financially a little bit too. Um, like I say, he's in a pretty, pretty rough spot. So, and then that's Ashu to the right of me there. That's that's Sunlight's other uncle. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember, but we've been praying for him last year. He was the one that went to Saudi Arabia for work and ended up getting captured there and held ransom. Um, so it was a pretty, it was great to see him. He's obviously back, and it was an amazing story of how he got back. Um, they were there legally working because there's no jobs in Ethiopia, so they risked their lives to get to Saudi Arabia, but they were captured and, like I said, held ransom. But Mercy, thank, thank goodness for Mercy, he was able to um, do some research and get his name on a list um, because when the new prime minister took power, he actually went to Saudi Arabia and negotiated. There was like 500,000 Ethiopians in Saudi Arabia prisons that just, I mean, they end up just dying there. It's horrible. Like her uncle got pretty choked up talking about it. It was a horrible situation. But by the grace of God, he made it back. The new prime minister negotiated a release. They had 500,000 Ethiopians released, and they were running Ethiopian air flights just round the clock, shipping people back, and he made it home, which is a miracle. His wife had a baby while he was in prison. He has four, four kids, right, tonight? So his wife was pregnant. That's how dire the situation is. He was willing to risk his life just to get somewhere where there's work. So anyway, all that to say, we were able to hire him. We had to put a bigger gate at the compound right there um, for the taxi so they could fit it inside the compound where it was safe. Um, otherwise, they'd had to keep it out on the street, which would have gotten stolen. Or So we hired her uncle and were able to bless him financially too. And he got this gate put in, and one day he went and found this gate which the whole, there's like an entry in the middle and then the whole thing opens so they can drive the taxi in there and keep an eye on it for the boys. So, yeah, so that was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, so that was kind of our time with, with her brothers. Mercy was obviously with us the whole time. Um, he was, you know, our driver and translator. It was amazing spending the week with him. Um, so I'll share a little bit about our time with Mercy now. Um, most of you guys know that Mercy started I Care Ethiopia um, quite a few years ago now. Um, we got to had the privilege of going and seeing the project and seeing what the Lord has been doing there the last 
couple years. It's absolutely amazing. So I Care Ethiopia, Mercy started that um, about four and a half years ago. And he just saw a huge need in Ethiopia for there's just an unbelievable amount of begging mothers, homeless mothers on the street with kids. It's staggering. And I saw it firsthand again being there. It's overwhelming, to be honest. So there's a lot of child sponsorship programs. Uh, Mercy, Mercy is a compassion sponsor himself. That's how he um, got saved. Amazing testimony. Um, but one thing he always noticed and God really laid, laid on his heart years ago was the need to help these mothers that are on the street. So he started I Care Ethiopia. We've had the privilege, we were one of the first um, supporters of I Care, and he wanted me just to reiterate that to all of you guys. He, he'll never forget that. It means so much to him. Um, he loves our church so much and is always praying for us and is so, so thankful for Providence, so he just wanted me to share that with you. This is Mercy and his wife, and they're three kids, so he has three kids of his own. Um, his wife, which I learned this trip, she was also a compassion sponsor when she was young. So, but yeah, I Care takes these moms, takes them off the street. Mercy interviews them himself. He kind of walks the streets, just kind of um, in street clothes and just talks to these women gets and gets to know them and finds out the ones that have the just the the most dire situation and then they sponsor them but they only have so many spots you know and they're full they're always full and they have a waiting list with I think a hundred hundred mothers that are on the waiting list so it's it's overwhelming and when I was there too mom walked in the front door with a newborn on her back and like a two-year-old on her front or whatever and it's like oh is she one of the sponsor moms and he's like nope he's like all day they come in and we have to turn them away so she went into the office and they every day multiple times a day so it's heavy it's it's heavy on him you know it's pretty he needs a lot of prayer but so we were able to go, and this, this project here that we were standing in front of last year through one really generous donation from someone at this church, um, we were able to rent that whole compound for a year. And, it's, and that's what we were able to go visit. Because um, what they were finding, they take these mothers off the street, and I didn't really know this till this trip, but it, they take six months. They take these women they get them housing, they get them food, they get them in a good situation, they show them the love of Christ, they love on them for six months. It takes six months to get them in a position where they can actually think about supporting themselves. They're just so hopeless. So they take them off the street, they teach them, a, after that six months, they kind of assess their skills and their interests and they either help them start a business um, and get them get their business up and running, which changes their whole life. But you know, running a business isn't for everyone. So if that's not um, what they want to do, he helps them get jobs too in different areas. But one of the biggest challenges up to this last year was they all have kids, right? They have little kids, and it's they were failing because it was hard for them to have their kids 
and work and run a business or they can't get hired if they have kids with them. So there was a huge need for the, a daycare center and that's what this is. We were able to rent this last year. So they have three meals a day. The moms come in the morning, they drop their kids off. They get three meals a day. There's a nurse on site. They get to hear the gospel. It's it's amazing place. So this was the first time that we got to go see it. And yeah, absolutely amazing what God has been doing through this project. Um, there can be upwards of like 40, 50 kids there every day, and it's free to the mom. They can just drop them off. There's health care for the kids, health care for the mom. Um, so we have a little video that we can play here. If you guys are okay with it, I don't want to go too long, but um, it's just kind of an overview of, of uh, what they do here. You want to play that video, Jenna?
So yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. What a blessing that that place has been, right? You can just see it. And this was a slower day, too. There was, um, like I say, we missed our flight the day we were going to be there. There was probably, you know, three times as many kids there. But, yeah, just talking with the kids, playing with the kids, you can just see they have hope in their eyes. It's just, it's undeniable. It's absolutely amazing, you know? All these kids and the moms that are working here, we're living on the street like a year and a half ago. I mean, and now this is, it's, yeah, it's amazing. So um, one other quick, we'll, we'll show one more video here, um, but one quick testimony before that. You guys remember that we um, helped Mercy purchase a vehicle. God, it was some, some years ago now. So he just wanted to reiterate what a blessing that has been and how thankful he's been and how, you know, that's been a, it's really furthered the ministry, and just one quick story he wanted me to share was, you know, one of his sponsor moms had been has been really ill for some time, and they live way up this mountain road in this secluded area, so, and she has two kids, and she'd been having a lot of health issues. He got a call one night from one of the, one of the, the kids who had remembered his, had memorized his cell phone number, and you know, was crying and, you know, said that um, her mom had passed out and was convulsing and, you know, that nobody was doing anything. They thought she was just going to die. None of the villagers were doing anything. So thankfully she was able to get a hold of Mercy. He called the ambulance to try to get somebody there. The ambulance wouldn't go up that road. They said, get her down here. We'll take her to a hospital, but we're not going up there. So he piled in the little Suzuki and, you know, barreled up that mountain road and got to her, thank goodness. And yeah, it was bad. She was seizing and, you know, nobody would help. They were able to get him and one other mother with a baby on her back were able to load her in the back of that Suzuki and, you know, fly down the mountainside and get, get to a, a clinic where the, where the uh, ambulance was. And they got her loaded up and got her to a hospital, and she survived that night, which was amazing, you know. So just one awesome testimony that, yeah, that mother, she ended up accepting Christ a few months after that, praying for salvation, which is amazing. Um, she passed away about two months ago now. She ended up passing away, which was really sad. But thankfully she, you know, knows Christ, and we know where she is. But a big prayer request, those two kids are now in a government orphanage. And it's, Mercy's struggling with that. He wants to take them in. He can't. He has three kids of his own and very limited means. He's trying to get them in a Christian orphanage. Um, he's been unsuccessful up to this point. He's trying to find... Families through his church or other churches, Christian families that could possibly adopt them, but it's, yeah, it's a dire situation. So be praying for those 
um, two kids that God would provide a, a place for them. So, um, but yeah, we're going to show one more video at the project here. Um, so we were able to, like I say, last year, generous donation, we were able to rent that for a year. We were able to bring funds this trip um, from that same person, and we brought um, funds as well. So we rented, we were able to rent that facility for a whole, this whole upcoming year. So, because it was September, it was a year. So by the grace of God, they'll have that for another, another year. So be praying for that project. So. So I'll show one more video here quick, and then I'll close. So I'm planning to have international professional house, and uh, this woman on my left side, her name is Jessa. Jessa is one of our cooks who makes delicious food for our children. So she came to our program, she came to IPM as a benediction. So one of the mothers that we were uh, able to help, uh, pick her up from the street, because she was aging with her daughter, she was survived because she couldn't get, she couldn't find work with her child. So we enrolled her into our program, but because she has skill of cooking, and I can needed a one, uh, I needed a cook, and we gave her the opportunity to cook for our children. So she's now employed for us. So like I said, the mothers, they're not lazy; they just need opportunity. They just need the chance.
Yeah, pretty amazing, right? Yeah, it's so awesome to see they're able to employ these women if they can't, you know, find a place for them. And yeah, absolutely amazing. So yeah, it was a privilege to be able to spend time here. This is in Addis, which is the capital city. Um, Sunite's brothers live in Adama, which is about three hours away. So that is another place that Mercy would like to open a, um, a project. It's, there's a huge need there. And we went to Adama then, um, obviously the second half of our trip. And it was very, very obvious when we got there, the need. It was staggering. So that's what we're praying about. Um, we've been praying about this trip for months that, you know, God would show show us what he wanted us to see, you know, and where the need was. And it really seems after being there that um, Mercy's been praying about opening a project there. And that's, in my opinion, undeniable, kind of the next step. So be praying about that, that God would provide the funds to, so he can open a project there. I mean, there's every street corner, there's a mom with little kids. We talked to this cute little kids. There's like four kids running the streets, begging. We talked to them for a while. They're friends, and they, they roam the streets all day, every day, begging. Their moms are at home. They can't find work, so they beg enough to just survive. Talk to multiple, yeah, multiple women there. It's just a, a very dire situation. So, and I hate to make it about the money, but it honestly comes down to that. Um, Mercy never asks for money. I always ask him how things are going and what the needs are. It comes down to money. It really does. They just need, they need extra resources. They do a lot with a very minimal amount of U.S. dollars. So, yeah, they need our help. And that was the takeaway from that trip for me was I know our family will be definitely giving more. I think um, we'd like to be a part of seeing a project in Adama for sure. Another need was, and I pried it out of mercy. Um, I was like, how do you survive mercy? Like, do you get paid? You know, and he doesn't, he gets very minimal funds from eye care and he just survives off of freelance work, you know, Americans coming in, but he's, yeah, he's just hanging on too. So. Another thing would be to get him some consistent funds too. He has a growing family. So those are the two big prayer requests. And I guess I just challenge you guys to pray about that. Seek the Lord and see what, see how um, we can be involved in this moving forward. So I know our family will be for sure involved moving forward. So, but yeah, just to reiterate, Mercy wanted me to, say how thankful he is for Providence and all of us. He's begging for prayer. Um, I could see it in him this trip. It's, it's, it's wearing on him. You know, how can it not? Having to turn away these mothers day after day. And it's, so I told him that we'd be praying for him and have been. So he just, he rejoices in that. So keep him in your prayers. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So he, he is like, he's an elder at his church. 
like his church is really involved too in supporting him. He does, I didn't, there's one more video that show he has three staff at that project. He has an accountant and a social worker and another project director. So he's able to hire people, you know, but he can only do so much. So. Yep, yep, and he, yeah, it's set up great. He has a board of directors. They actually just sat him down like a month ago and said, if you die tomorrow, I care is done. So they're, they're, for, they're like, we have to carve out money in the budget to pay you. You have three kids, you have rent. And he, and he admits it. He said it's, it's hard for him to fully focus on his ministry when, you know, he's just barely hanging on. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a great, amazing guy. So it was a privilege to spend, spend the week with him. And, yeah, privilege to be able to share with you guys. So keep them in your prayers. Seek the Lord and, you know, if the Holy Spirit lays on anyone to give additionally, um, that would be awesome too. So thanks for your time. Sorry for going so long. Well, it was worth the uh, report. Let's close in prayer for Ethiopia. Dagim Dawi, mercy in the work of I Care Ethiopia. Oh, Father, our hearts are moved as we see First of all, evidence of your gospel and grace going forth to the nations. We thank you, Lord, that you have shown us evidence of your ever-growing kingdom this day in nooks and corners of the earth. We wouldn't otherwise know if it wasn't for your sovereignty, allowing us the privilege to partner with those overseas to use these connections, Evan and Jenna and their relationship, and the whole course of your moving through adoption and so forth. It really is phenomenal as we see the track record of how you put things together organized situations all to the advancement of your gospel, the growth of your church, and the praise of your name. We lift up Dagam and Dawit today. We pray, Lord, that you would supply their needs, that you would encourage them to be grounded and rooted in Christ, that you would gather around them those who could disciple and nurture them, Lord, in their calling, that you would protect them spiritually and otherwise, and bless them as they go forth in their calling raise money to have a business, be responsible, to be good stewards, that which you put in their hand to do. We also pray for eye care and mercy and all of these needs and the dire situation, the extreme poverty and privation, Lord, on the streets of Adama and of Addis. We pray, Lord, that you would raise up uh, from sources, Lord, where we are not, aren't even aware yet, uh, more that can be poured into this effort. Lord, we, I, just, I just pray for conviction that you lay it upon individuals within our church and things that we can do. Grant us wisdom as elders, Lord, to organize accordingly that your word and your work can, can continue bearing more fruit for your kingdom in these uh, distant lands, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the great privilege of uh, allowing us to be a part of these kinds of things. We pray that it would continue and that we would hear more reports soon of how you exceeded our expectations and did miracles. We thank you, Lord, for your power and your glory and your grace in this regard. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for your uh, long-suffering extra attention today. apologize for going long in my message. If I had known Evan's presentation would be that good, I would have cut it probably in half to allow for a little more time still. 
If you'd like to give specifically towards eye care, there's envelopes and of course the box in the back, a label ties and offerings. You can always dedicate some particular money to that. Otherwise pray for the leadership of the church here as we consider uh, what else we can do in that regard. Um, be honoring and faithful to the Lord and generous in your giving as we're reminded of uh, the reasons to do so today.